Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is um, <laughs> I'm your host today, Joel Jimenez, because uh, I'm not really sure why Juwan doesn't want to host today, but whatever, I'm doing it today. Uh, and um, uh, let's introduce everybody to our panel. Uh, let's start with Juwan. Juwan, how are you doing? I am feeling amazing now that I've been open to at least 13 welcomes by you. Um, it feels very definite. <laughs> I just had to... I think that was for our audience, was like, Juwan. I was, I was holding it all in for... Uh, for for you and for the panel and for, of course, the <laughs> illustrious audience. Anyway, Nick, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How long have you been waiting to do that? Have you just been like, oh. next time I host? <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it in for a long time now. You know, I didn't know when I'd ever get to it, and a part of me was angry that I was even thinking about doing it, but I did it. <laughs> I did it. I applaud you, good sir. That was that was uh, on the money, man. <laughs> had to had to let it out. Uh, anyway, uh, Dane, how are you doing, bud? I, I got to be honest with you. I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing uh, really good. Um, That's good to hear. And uh, yeah, I don't have much to say other than um, Zack Snyder eat a dick. That's it. That's all I got. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Actually, Dane, um, <laughs> you're doing well, not good. Um, just, to, just to clarify all there. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Damn it. You guys didn't even uh, take the note that I was saying one of other like, Jawan's catchphrases. Yeah, I heard you say fuck you without you even saying fuck you. I heard it. <laughs> God <damn> it. <laughs> I definitely was thinking it, and that wasn't even the two part of me. But, um, uh, Dane, that's just us, right? Just the four of us? No, Kanan's here too. He's just been really quiet the okay. whole entire time. I just sorry. <laughs> silent assassin. I don't see who the numbers are. Uh, Kanan, uh, how you doing, buddy? I am a frozen meat sickle. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's fucking cold. All right. That's that kinda, was that's kind of dark. Sexual Kanan, but okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kanan. <laughs> meat sickle man. Uh, anyway, guys, let's start. Let's get let's get this moving. Um, we're going to start with the, the new Avengers Endgame marketing that's been ramping up lately. I mean, we've seen a lot of stuff lately, especially the posters. They did a couple posters the other day where, like, a whole, a whole bunch of, like, I think it was, like, 31, 30, 32, maybe, maybe less, I don't know, uh, headshots. Uh, and, of course, the grayed-out ones were the black and white, and then the colorful ones were the ones that were still alive, um, non-dusted and dusted. Um, then they did a couple uh, new uh, – they saw the new inter- international poster beautiful international poster by the way um and of course the, the hot toys they got them showing like showing us stuff now so there's a lot of stuff going out there avengers endgame is a couple weeks away which is crazy to say like literally less than a month so that's pretty exciting and um i just want to know what you guys thoughts were i like on some of the marketing especially like the posters because um 
there were some surprises in there for some people and, and, and some um, just things that kind of caught some people off guard, especially, like, for me, uh, like, Valkyrie. Like, we didn't see anything from Valkyrie in the last movie. So they showed that she's in the promotion, like, in the all this advertising. I'm like, oh, that's great. I just, I just was hoping she was going to be in the movie. I didn't know. And I'm pretty much sure she would have been. It's just I didn't know how much of a focus she would be. So I was very happy to see her face there. So let's start with uh, uh, Juwan. How do, how do you feel about the Avengers uh, Endgame marketing so far? Well, first I want to say, as soon as I saw Valkyrie on the promotion, uh, like the posters, I immediately thought, yeah. you guys remember that scene where Cap, uh, <clears throat> Black, uh, Black Widow, and Banner are like on the grass and they're looking up at something? I'm almost yeah. now a thousand percent sure it's Valkyrie's ship with the rest of the Asgardians, or at least just Valkyrie. Um, I think I can almost see now that. see that more than anything else. Because um, there's, there's been nothing else that kind of within the trailers that kind of made you think she was showing up any time before, like, the end of the movie. Um, right. And I'm going to go ahead and say I feel as though that's what that is. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing of the posters that really just kind of caught me off guard was Shuri. Um, it was never said that Shuri died or lived. I guess we just assumed that if she died, you would have showed it. Um, so I think a lot of us just assumed when it said missing – Scott Lang was missing, so maybe she was just missing like that. Like, they didn't know where she went. Um, so just to see that they confirmed that she had died was just a little shocking. Um, just nothing had been said about it uh, since the end of the movie. Um, but as far as everything else, when it comes to marketing for them, it's like you never know what to really buy. Like, I saw on the Hot Toys, like, Thanos had a sword in his hand but still had the gauntlet. That made absolutely no mm-hmm. sense to me. It isn't the gauntlet you're wearing. fresh I mean, gauntlet. sword, too. Yeah, it wasn't like the destroyed one. Yeah, so it's crazy. Right. So I mean, (laughs) a part of me kind of thinks that maybe that's a scene where he doesn't have the gauntlet and has to use a weapon to to fight the Avengers, which would make sense. But it does not make sense to have a gauntlet and a sword. You don't need both. Um, But just as a whole, (laughs) the marketing has seemed to definitely heighten Captain Marvel. But that's obvious. They want to help the movie sales. but, yeah, I mean, everything else has been pretty good. I think they just announced that tickets go on sale uh, next Tuesday or this upcoming Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. So if that's true, maybe another, like, our last trailer um, before we fully get into, I-, I would assume. And if that's the case, all the action that I've been looking for in the two trailers that we've gotten so far, I assume we will get some more action shots um, in this final trailer. But the marketing has been same as uh as infinity war doesn't really show you much you still have no idea about what's going on um and you have to wait till you see the movie yeah i would agree i mean I, to me they probably shown us even less than infinity war if that's even possible so yeah <laughs> so far so good uh nick how are you feeling about all this uh end game uh, advertisement and marketing yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Disney's very rarely uh, misses with their marketing. I do feel like, when you know, because we covered uh, Captain Marvel's marketing, which, um, I mean, it obviously ended up being a huge success, but I do think there were a few misses along the way with their marketing. Um, but, I mean, it's hard to really argue that, being that the movie has made like, close to a billion dollars, if not cross that threshold. Um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I, I love Tessa Thompson. I love her character. Um, so I do definitely hope we get a good bit of her. Um, obviously, it, it kind of seems like the, the marketing has kind of um, obviously led us to um, 
believe and and even just the setup in general um for this movie is you know we're going to get a lot of the um core avengers the the uh original six if you will um mm-hmm. and and I, I i'm very on board with that um ant-man obviously seems like he's going to play like a really big part um I don't think he's going to crawl up Thanos' ass, uh, but hey, we yeah. didn't think uh, we didn't think the fucking cat was going to be the reason Fury lost an eye. So that's a good <laughs> like, point. Who knows? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe somebody is calling that one too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, no pun intended. Uh, I think that <laughs> I I do like it. I hope we get like my biggest thing is. I didn't see a poster, and maybe maybe I just missed it for Korg, and mm-hmm. like give me uh, old no. Korg. I just I just want to see that dude, uh, like in every scene that they can possibly squeeze him, and um, <laughs> because that is like by far my favorite character from Ragnarok. He's just so perfect. He like makes that movie for me. Um, I mean, I, I like it in general, but like he's like my favorite part of that whole movie. Um, right. And Taika Waititi's voice is just perfect. <laughs> like, it is. I'm really excited that he's gonna voice <laughs> IG88. Like I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think you know they seem to be doing a good job, and and I would agree with Juwan. I think we'll probably get one more trailer um, for a, you know kind of the final push, and then you know, expect a lot of TV spots um, that, like, have most of things from that trailer with, like, just a little extra added image here and there. Um, That seems to be Disney's MO, so that's what what I would, you know, definitely expect. Yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah, I can can confirm there was no Korg poster, but there definitely should have been. Some bullshit. Yeah, dude, like, where's the hell for (laughs) Korg, man? He's such a great character. There was a couple of characters that got shafted, but sorry. I mean, the main ones that we're probably going to see in the movie got you know, got their posters. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. Got to make some room. Anyway, uh, Dane, how do you feel about uh, the marketing for Endgame? Marketing's really cool. Uh, very different, um, you know, but straight to the point as well. Like, you know, just showing us who we're seeing, like we keep on saying, of the living compared to who was deceased throughout that whole entire snap. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering, and I, I think that a lot of people would sure like the whole rumor or not even a rumor, but like fan theory is that maybe after what happened, because think about it, you know, Captain America brings the fight to Wakanda. And then afterwards, not only do they get their shit destroyed, but also T'Challa gets killed. So maybe since we didn't see her die, Maybe Wakanda's like, fuck this, went back to, like, closing himself off, and sure, he's kind of taken over as a Black Panther. I don't know if they're going to play that out. Maybe she really is dead. But it's cool things to kind of toy with. That's what I love about this marketing, is we're getting so close to the movie, but little is known of what's going on, and it's it's us being able yeah. to just play in our heads and map out stuff of what could possibly be happening. I'd like to also give a big shout-out to Boss Logic for making uh, just random ones for Deadpool and uh, the cat from uh, Captain Marvel and all the other ones that he's been doing. It's been hilarious. And I love yeah. that poster, the one that, you know, originally was shown in, um, I think it was China or Japan, and then obviously mm-hmm. they've interpreted for the American version. It's an awesome, badass, like, you know, it's it, it looks better than the floating heads thing. Like, it really looks like a badass, yeah. like, old-school poster. And uh, yeah. I, I, I'm just so – I'm pumped for this movie, guys. I really am. Um, 
it's going to be the end of an era. And, you know, I've, I've mm-hmm. between this and Game of Thrones final season, I'm going to be well, like just completely bewildered at the end of the summertime between the two of them being like, obviously Marvel is going to keep on going and we get the prequel for, for Game of Thrones. But, you know, it's two ends of an era for me that are going to completely like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy to perceive. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, totally. Uh, that Now that you bring that up, yeah, holy shit, they, they are in the same month. Uh, luckily, I mean, we'll have a couple episodes, <laughs> so a couple months before it completely ends for Game of Thrones. But, yeah, that is that is crazy to think about. We're going to get the end of the MCU and, you know, the run. I mean, obviously, we'll have, a, uh, we'll have a future with Marvel, obviously. But, like you said, this is really – this is this is it. This culminates, like, everything we've been there, sitting here since, like, Iron Man 1 when Nick Fury walked – uh, snuck in on Tony and shit, and so it's like it, it's crazy. And then of course Game of Thrones, and and like I'm I'm so sad just to see that go too. It's, that cast is so good. I just don't want to. I don't want to see that end. But you know it is what it is. Um, can, and the Fox Universe. Yeah. The, oh my God! Just bringing that up. Fox Universe, say goodbye. Um, we're, we'll, we'll be seeing you again uh, reincarnated in the MCU. Um, and the Veras. Kanan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kanan. <laughs> what's, what's your thoughts on the marketing? I mean, really up until those uh, posters that, you know, everybody was dropping a few days ago. I mean, I really just thought the marketing's been, you know, decent. I mean, it really hasn't been um, as ramped up as, I mean, as far as the trailers go, we even said that the last trailer we got really felt like a teaser as well. So, I mean, really, mm-hmm. I feel like they've just – they've not really shown anything. I think they're really, for this movie, I think they're really trying to keep everything as close uh, to the chest as they can. They don't really want any scenes to come out that can really spoil anything. I even went back and uh, watched the second um, Infinity War trailer, and I just remember how awesome that was. Like, you know, you hear Thanos talking about, um, you know, the, the gauntlet and how much fun it was, and that was a great trailer. And that was killer marketing. Um, the poster just came out, I think, is the first time that people have really had a lot of fun with this marketing. And it was mm-hmm. crazy how, you know, people were immediately, as soon as those trailer, I mean, as soon as those posters came out, people were already turning those into memes. That's like the yeah. power of, of Marvel's marketing um, to do that. I mean, they put it on everything. I mean, that Avenged the Fallen. Is I mean people mm-hmm. are dropping that that logo on, on everything now, so um, now it's it's really starting to ramp up, and so uh, you know I think we will get it's nothing confirmed, but of course Marvel dropped that Avengers trailer without telling anybody, so we could yeah. get one on Tuesday when the um, uh, when the tickets go on Take sale, um, and I fully expect that trailer to to show a little bit more, but you know the Russos have already said that. Um, this whole movie is very spoilerish. Like, there's so I think that's why they're trying not to show anything. Um, yeah. And I think they really want fans to go into this movie really not knowing anything because, you know, like Dane said, it's the end of an era. This is going to be the end for a lot of people that we've, you know, come to love and enjoy watching their movies over the last, you know, 10, 11 years. I mean, it very well could be the last time we see. Uh, Chris Evans as Captain America. It could be very oh. well the last time we oh. see Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Um, and that stuff that you really don't want, you know, you don't really want to know about. I'm surprised they actually showed as much as they did in the second trailer with all of them in the quantum realm suits. 
you know, because they kind of were yeah. making it, you know, will Tony actually make it back to Earth? You know, mm-hmm. we didn't know that. You know, none of that was known. So, uh, Mar- like I said, I think Marvel, uh, their marketing is always, you know, great when it com- you know, when it matters. I'm just hoping that, like Nick said, the TV spots. Marvel's been known to show just n- n- damn near the entire movie with TV spots. So I'm hoping that they they don't really do a lot of that for this movie. I want people to just you know I want them to go into that into this movie and just enjoy it because I mean this is it you know I think Spider-Man pretty much will be uh, the last remnants of this and then you're going to start to see them shift over into uh, into the next phase which will include you know the Fantastic Four and stuff like that. So um, they're they're doing a good job by not really spoiling a lot, but those posters. Have, have been really, really good. Some of the best so far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, those posters, that it was hard to keep up with when they were just dropping. I'm like, I don't know where they're coming from. There's like 30 of them. It was nuts. Uh, yeah, that, everybody that kept tagging Chris Evans. Where's your poster, Chris <laughs> Evans? Where's your poster, Chris Pratt? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, the Valkyrie, uh, there was rumored that she'd be in it, so it was cool to see her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Russo said, sure, he died. Um, but, you know, really she could be missing. Who knows? But, all the posters were great. It was kind of cool to see, um, but that, that's definitely been the, the highlight so far for it. Yeah, totally. And then, look, when it comes to trailers, like we know they they've been known to put in some fake shit <laughs> to throw us off. So even everything we see, we take with a grain of salt because a, a lot of it might be true, but how much of it's been altered? You know what I mean? So, and they said they already done it, so we don't know what what's what. So it's still fun to know that we're gonna go in there and. and be surprised. I mean, that was one of the best parts of Infinity War is walking in there and holy shit. Those holy shit moments are the absolute best when you go to a movie. It's, it's the lost art these days because shit just gets out there too quickly and it's hard to... And some people just have no fucking patience, right, Joanne? I'm just saying. In general, a lot of people just don't have patience um, to just sit there and just be surprised. So, uh, yeah. So, next one. Next topic, staying in Marvel. And the next phase, you know, after Endgame, we'll be seeing new movies. And um, one of the new movies being uh, talked about, and obviously you got a director, writer, and then things start seeing, uh, are start, wow, are ramping up. So things are getting this stuff coming. And it uh, looks like casting is underway, and there has been talks. Apparently Angelina Jolie is in talks to join Marvel's The Eternal. They haven't said who she is, but a lot of us are guessing Cersei. Why? Because, well, she looks a lot like the character. <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> the description very well. Um, so it's an obvious guess, but it's obviously I think it's a good guess. If you had to pick one, that's probably a good guess. So, in my opinion, awesome. Well, as, I mean, she's kind of flirted with Marvel in the past. She was like, I think they talked to her about possibly directing Captain Marvel at one point. So uh, it's full circle now. She's probably going to join as, as an actor. So that's great. Um, so, Juwan, uh, how do you feel about Angelina Jolie possibly joining the the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the Eternals? I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm curious about it, mainly because I thought when, um, I can't remember her name, who played Hela, I thought when they casted her, it was Kate for, yeah. yes, Kate Blanchett, thank you. I thought it was for more than just Thor Ragnarok. Um, and, of course, if you do say something happened, that brings her back or whatever, but essentially right. it just seems like it was a one-off. Um, so I'm curious, because Angelina Jolie, who's never really done a, uh, a franchise like this, um, what she's looking to do as far as one movie, 
two, is she does she have interest in being uh, part of a bigger story going forward? Um, so I mean, just so much about it that just like gets me really curious um, because we're seeing a lot more actors and actresses who like five ten years ago was like, nah, I don't really want to do superhero movies. Like they're definitely doing them now. Um, mm-hmm. So to see her join the MCU is amazing. I, no matter what the role is, Angelina Jolie in the MCU is always a positive addition. There's, there's never like whatever she's playing, you're not gonna go like, oh man, I'm not really gonna like it. So. Uh, whatever it is, I'm game for it. But I am curious because that character can be used um, to some mm-hmm. degree as a female Loki going forward. Um, so it's like it's interesting to see what they would want to do with that character going forward. Yeah, I, 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 that totally. Um, the thing with Cersei is she's in the channel that's been around obviously a very long time, but she's been active in throughout man's history. So that's why she's in certain stories. And I'd love to see that played out in some capacity. Cause they tease that as a possibly a, a premise for Loki too, on his TV show that, that he might have the Disney plus. So uh, that's interesting that they might use some of Cersei's background and her history in some of Loki's new show, but you know, I'm just whipping at this point. Um, Nick, how do you feel about the whole Angelina Jolie and uh, joining the Eternals for the Marvel cinematic universe? Uh, it would be awesome, man. I mean, uh, you know, as as you know, we alluded to earlier. Um, you know, having her having been rumored to um, be, you know, on the short list of people they were looking to direct uh, Captain Marvel, um, mm-hmm. it would not only be good to get her in in that, you know, in the capacity of acting, but I mean, she's a, a pretty well equipped director. Um, so I mean, if you get her sure. in. And, you know, you, you get her involved, and then you can also give her um, a story that really grabs her that she can direct. Um, I think that would be really cool. Um, I mean, I, I've always been a big fan of Angelina Jolie. Um, I think she's weird as shit, and I think that probably, you mm-hmm. know, lends itself to why I like her even more. Like, I'll, I'm usually drawn to, like, really weird people. Um, and she definitely seems to fit that bill. Um, like me. But that's why I love all of you guys so much, you know? That's right. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I think she would be awesome. Uh, I mean, she's a hell of an actress. Um, but I will say this, Juan, how dare you say that she's never been involved in a franchise like this? Like, come on, man, Tomb Raider. You don't put that on yeah. the scale of the MCU, bro? Come on. Mm. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> she's never been involved uh, in something. I mean, there, and the thing is, there isn't really anything of this scale. Um, like, there just right. never has been. Um, I think right. probably the closest thing that comes to it is maybe the Fast franchise, um, just as far as um, world building. You know, going out in different directions and all that kind of stuff, Um, but that's not even close. Like it's it's nowhere near what this is. Um, So yeah, but I mean, her I think her talents would definitely uh, lend themselves well here. Um, She's she's got um, what uh, what Dane would like to refer to uh, as gravitas, Uh, and Mm -hmm. so I mean, she she is she captures. Uh, the screen very well um, and especially like I, I mean for me like just her line delivery and her voice um, just make you want to take notice and I think you know when you're when you're doing 
sort of a you know a lesser known property, it's very important that you cast um, uh, you know your your characters uh, with actors um, who have that quality. I think James Gunn did a really really good job uh, with Guardians in that regard. Um, I think you know I mean I can't really picture um, him picking or I, I can't really picture anyone in any of those roles that would have done it better than the people they picked. Um, and I think that's, that's key to doing a movie like this. Um, and I think that would be like a great, uh, like a, a kind of a, a great um, linchpin, if you will, to the cast in general. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we'll actually get it. If we don't, I'm not going to be like super bummed out, but I, I do mm-hmm. think it is a good choice. I totally agree, and hopefully it works out. I mean, looks like it might, so let's cross our fingers. Uh, Dane, how do you feel about Angelina Jolie uh, joining uh, the Eternals? Gravitas, man. Just gravitas. There you go. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, (laughs) I think, dude, I've I've loved Angelina Jolie uh, ever since I saw her in Girl Interrupted. Um, She is someone that is one of the last real movie stars, you know, the 90s and the 2000s. It's kind of, now it's it's a little bit different. You know, you don't have your Julia Roberts, your Tom Cruise's, your, your, uh, and and also your Angelina Jolie's. Uh, It's just something that's not as, uh, necessary to modern times but uh she is like a lot of people go to movies now for directors or franchises they don't really cater towards the actor specifically so with right. her she was one of those type of people because she could make movies like god in 60 seconds or salt uh tomb raider but then she could go off and like i said girl interrupted or uh, original sin mm-hmm. and and other other movies that were x the bone collector excellent you know well done movies yeah. she's also a very I thought Unbroken was a really well-directed first film from her. She knows and understands Absolutely. film. And, I mean, honestly, like, it was her and Kate Beckinsale were my top two choices when it was the late 90s, early 2000s for, to play Wonder Woman. That was always in my head. Mm-hmm. Two of them would be perfect oh, yeah. for the role. And I think if you Hell grew yeah. up with the Grant Morrison JLA era or if you grew up also with the uh, Bruce Timm uh, Justice League series. That's kind of what I always envisioned from those characters of, of her. And I'd love to have her as Cersei's or another character, you know, whoever they decide to pick. Cersei right. is like Icarus and if they potentially use Hercules, probably the most well-known characters within the Eternals, I would say. And uh, she's yeah. an Avenger. You know, later on, she is someone that's super powerful and uh, just a, a great character. So, uh if they decide to do it, man, um, yeah, I would love to see her as a part of this. And uh, I like everything I'm hearing about it, especially in the involvement of Hercules. I really – I like the concept that they're trying to, like, you know, kind of perceive him as an openly gay character. I think that's 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 mm-hmm. good because anyone has a problem with that, guess what? Before, you know, the uh, age of, of, of religion taking over, people weren't so fucking prude back then. So it kind of makes sense with him being a Greek god. Uh, that that could be perceived mm-hmm. like that. So I like what I'm hearing, and I like these characters. Icarus is so much like Superman, it's ridiculous, but he's on a different level. Cersei is super powerful. Angelina Jolie would be a great actress. Hercules is a rival to Thor and is a lot of fun as a character. So uh, I love everything I'm hearing about this, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they bring in Hercules, which, which seems like that's the rumor at the moment, uh, I, I that, that sold me as soon as I heard that he was in it because I'm a fan of Hercules the lore, like the, like the Greek history. Yeah. I love, I love everything about Hercules, the comic book Hercules. I, 
I don't have a lot of experience with because I didn't read a lot of Hercules with Marvel. I knew he was there and it was just weird for me, but uh, I, I'm just a fan of Hercules in general. But now that he is being brought in uh, to, to the MCU, which is – look, you told me a couple years ago that we're going we're gonna to bring in Hercules to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I would have laughed in your face because that is a very <laughs> – that's a that's a deep cut. Deep well, he's, like, he's kind yeah. of dopey, and Joel, I don't know if anyone watched Batman: The Brave and the Bold. I was a big fan of the show because they kind of went back to like an old school '60s style. Mm-hmm. The way Aquaman was was you know yeah. like on that is is exactly Outrageous. the way that Hercules is in the comic books. Yeah, exactly. Just silly and stupid, and um, I'm, okay. that, that that's a fun addition, you know. I like it. And it'll like be it. nice just to have like a good Hercules movie. He's <laughs> like. <laughs> We hadn't really gotten that, except for the cartoon. Like, never a good live-action one. So. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Even though I, oh, I yeah, with the, 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 with the actual movie. background from, from <laughs> Greek mythology, for sure. That would be cool. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, it, God, it would be yeah. really dope. I mean, the, the, the rock one wasn't, like, god-awful, um, but no, it, it like wasn't it. very good either. Um, and the right. other one that they made around the same time was mm, fucking terrible. Not good. Like that. No, that was that bad. was uh that oh that has your that one has your favorite actor in it, uh Dane, the guy that everybody wanted to play Eddie Brock. I don't remember his name. <laughs> and thank God I can't remember what the fuck his name is. Yeah. That guy He's irrelevant. Uh, I think he's from Twilight, yeah. I believe. He is. He's the big guy from yeah. Twilight, the bulky guy. Whatever. Uh, I just remember Kellen Lutz. There you go. Kellen Lutz. That's the guy. Yes, in the Expendables movie too, I think he was in that. But yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Eternals <laughs> definitely lends itself to Greek mythology too, because a lot of them sound similar. So they're probably going to fuse the Eternals with the Greek gods and make them probably probably the reason that their story is about the Greek gods, sort of like what they did with Thor and Asgard. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. Kanan, how do you feel about the whole Angelina Jolie joining the Eternals? I mean, it's. It, I mean, it's a it's a splashy casting. I mean, she's somebody mm-hmm. that people know and people respect, and uh, mm-hmm. she's definitely going to bring more interest to this movie. Um, she has a great relationship with Disney. Um, she's, you know, fixing to be in the sequel to Maleficent, so she knows, mm-hmm. uh, unlike Juwan said, she's been in a couple of sequels, so I'm sure that she's all aboard um, doing more than just one Eternals movie. Uh, I think... Marvel, from from what I've heard, there's going to be several leads in Eternals. It's it's going to be really, you know, an all-star cast uh, pretty much. There's even rumors of um, Luke Evans possibly uh, being brought on as Hercules. That's just a rumor, but that's a possibility. Uh, there's also the rumor of Millie Bobby like Brown that. coming on as uh, possibly Sprite or somebody else. Right. Um, in the uh, in the Eternals, I like that. Uh, so, I mean, they a lot of people don't know who the Eternals are. Um, if you yep. if you're in the you know if you're familiar with comic books, um, you you know you may know that Jack Kirby created them, but a lot of people say the Eternals are just new gods ripoffs, which right. they are Marvel's versions kind of of new gods because Jack Kirby created both. So, uh, right. I mean that's fine, but. I think Marvel will bring in a lot of well-known people for this, um, much like James Gunn did for um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, m- maybe Chris Pratt might have been the the actor that a lot of people wasn't sure of because of his background being more in the comedy. But that was a pretty star-studded cast 
um, Batista being the um, the exception, but he was well known in wrestling, um, so you know his name was out there. And I think you're going to see that with the Eternals. I think you're going to see, like I said, if they bring in Luke Evans, they bring in Angelina Jolie, they bring in Millie Bobby Brown. There's no hotter actress right now, I think, for her age range. Um, and right. that's because I mean she's fixing to be in Godzilla. She's going to be in the sequel um, Kong. So. That would be huge. I mean, for Marvel to you know to scoop her up and bring her in um, would would be you know pretty good. So yeah, I mean this is like I said, this is um, you know this is a, a great casting because people know who she is. Um, you know there are a couple of rumors on who who she might be. I think the most you know like y'all said, Cersei is the most, but I think there was somebody else that they said she could possibly be playing um, as well. But we we won't know. That's you know probably won't know for you know a couple of months. Um, but no, I mean I I love it. I mean this is great. This is a great step for the next phase because like I said, we're going to be losing a lot of well known people after Avengers Endgame, and this is Marvel mm-hmm. continuing to bring in star after star after star. Um, you know, but I would like to see some you know some people to come in that we don't really know a lot about and kind of grow. Um, because, you know, like Juwan said, you know, how long do these people want to stick around? You know, maybe after two movies, Angelina Jolie doesn't want to come back, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then where do they, where do they go from there? Um, but, you know, it's, like I said, you can't argue with it. I, I, you know, Dane brought up salt as I think he, I, I may be wrong, but it kind of seemed like he was alluded to that was maybe one of her more you know, not so great movies. I love that movie. I thought it was very underrated. I mean, I would have loved to have seen a sequel. The marketing for that movie was great. Um, but that was the power of Angelina Jolie, um, you know, behind it. So, you know, she's going to do good in whatever she does. And I would like to see her direct a movie as well um, with Marvel. I think I think that would have been – I think she probably, if she would have directed Captain Marvel, I think we would have gotten a great movie. Not that I, I – and I like Captain Marvel – but I think she would have got the most out of Brie Larson. I think she would have, you know, made her more the Captain Marvel that people know from the, the comics and stuff like that. I don't get that. Can uh, I can I cut in real quick? Yes, you can. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say just to just to clear something up. I wasn't necessarily saying Salt or Gone Six Seconds were bad movies that she made. I was just saying that Angelina Jolie was one of the last movie stars in which they can cater to being able to do like, you know, more independent films and character acting and also be able to translate into mainstream movies. They have that appeal to them. Um, it's kind of like how I say, you know, when it comes to a movie star, they don't necessarily translate sometimes into character acting. It just depends on the, uh, the uh, person, uh, it's kind of like how I, mm-hmm. I talk about, like, the difference, the difference, it's a, a small analogy, but, like, the difference between hip-hop and rap is that a hip-hop artist can, can make rap. Uh, rap artists don't necessarily, if you're just catering towards that, can make hip-hop, because I think there's integrity put in place with hip-hop, if that makes sense. And if not, then I guess. fucking figure it out. I don't Yeah, no, I, got I got you. Would you say that Jennifer Lawrence is, like, the closest to that as an actress? In today's, um, yeah, it, it just like in today. 
Yeah, I, d- I don't know if she really wants to be a movie star. I think that she likes doing more character acting, but she definitely is someone that could. But the thing is, I think, like I said, Nick, and you probably would agree with this, it's more about the franchise or the director nowadays than the actual actor or actress that's that's playing in that said movie. Right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, it's it's like it. we've seen it enough times now to where it's not just happenstance to where you can't just attach uh, like a, a famous actor or actress's name onto something and just bank on it being successful. Like it might be, but like so many other things go into it nowadays. I mean, Dan, I know you've um, talked about, uh, you know, several different times um, the whole edge of tomorrow, live, die, repeat, like how that should have been like a huge fucking like success. Um, because it was just such a fucking damn good movie and you put Tom Cruise in it. Um, and like, that should be just something you can bank on. Um, but they fucked up the marketing with it. And like, it's just like, you can't, you can't solely rely on, on name recognition to get people to come see actor name recognition to get people to come, you know, see your movie anymore. Totally. I totally Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Joel, cool. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, just like we were talking about Eternals, I wanted to stick with the Eternals. <laughs> but um, we can move on. But but before actually before I move, I move on, I do want to say um um what was it? Oh, Eternals. Like I like I was never a big Eternals guy. You know, growing up, I didn't know much about them, and they look when every time I looked at them, they kind of bored me. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I've learned a lot about them in the last couple of months when I heard they were actually going to go forward with it. And I'm completely intrigued at what the, what they, what, what's to come and what they can do with it. So I'm definitely excited to see where everything goes uh, and how they obviously go forward with this. Because I think they are starting to film this year. So we should start hearing some more names and more confirmations in the months to come. So I'm excited, guys. I really am. Um, anyway, we're going to go on to the next topic. Um, and that will be about the Pennyworth trailer. I don't know if, uh, how many of you got to see the Pennyworth trailer, but it's literally about what you think it is. It's the there's a show on Epics about Alfred Pennyworth, the Butler of Batman. That is right. The Butler has his own show about his younger <laughs> years. Uh, and I, I'm not. I guess it's in England. I'm going to assume or somewhere in Europe. Uh, and, and I guess it's when he meets Thomas and. And how they get together, and how where it goes from there, and his or his, his his younger years. So I am intrigued. Don't get me wrong. I saw the trailer, and I, I am intrigued by it. Um, and I probably will watch it if I have the opportunity to do so. But um, it's definitely weird. You know, it's, it's not gonna lie. It's weird. Pennyworth. Okay. Anyway, I want to start with you, Nick. Have you did you get a chance to see the Pennyworth trailer? Yeah, I did. Um, how do how do you, how, it, how you it, feel about it? Yeah, it it. it they don't give you very much at all to chew on. I mean, it is like literally the teasiest of teasers. Um, but you know, I did get, I kind of got the like agent Carter vibe from it. Um, you know, I mean, it it seems like it'll be, you know, kind of take place with, with, you know, Alfred being, you know, a, a spy for the British government. Um, and you know, I mean that, that certainly, uh, can draw some intrigue. Um, it, it, I, I don't necessarily think that it's um, – I, yeah, I would say, it, it, like, do we need this? No. But, like, do I think it could be good and, like, a fun TV series? Um, yes. And I do think that, you know, with 
some obvious parallels as far as um, relating it to Agent Carter. Um, just, you know, taking place in, like, World War II era type thing, um, you know, seems kind of what they're going for there. Um, maybe Cold War, um, but it, it looks like it predates that. It looks kind of more 40s-ish mm-hmm. um, in, like, right. the backdrop and feel. Um, and, like, I mean, I, I like World War II stuff just in general. So um, I think it could be interesting, and I think it'll probably be, uh, like, the production value, uh, you know, because it's on a, a premium network should be pretty good. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to basically uh, hinge on, you know, what kind of story do they deliver. Um, and, and if they deliver a good story, like, uh, you know, I mean, as far as, you know, not relying too much on uh, the, I guess, the ties to Batman, but just actually making like a, a really cool uh, spy drama series um, with, you know, some humor attached here and there. Um, I think it could be good. Um, I actually, uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I don't even know if I have epics. Um, yeah, but if me I neither. Do, <laughs> uh, but if I do have it, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely check it out because it, 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 it looks, um, it definitely looks like it has a, could have a, a certain charm to it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, uh, I posted the trailer on on the page the other day, and Joanne's like, "I'm so I'm still gonna watch shit out of this, even though it looks weird." Sort of, let's kind of paraphrase it. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm, I'm probably going to watch all of it. Even, I don't know if I have epics, so I think that's really the only thing that's going to stop me from watching it. <laughs> that it's on an odd channel. Like, I, I'm like, okay, epics. Uh, anyway, uh, Dane, have you, did you get a chance to watch uh, the Pennyworth trailer? And if you did, how'd you like it? Man, if I didn't, that's kind of sad and pathetic because it was only like tw- 20 seconds long. But uh, yeah, I definitely. Um, <laughs> I I watched it and I was I was very confused cuz I'm like teaser trailer and the the main one had it and it was like a minute 30 and that's because they just kept on recycling and show you the same footage back to back to back <laughs> whatever for marketing purposes I guess that's that's one way to do it um but uh yeah I mean it's interesting I mean if you even go back to like Michael Caine you know when you watch the world burn from Asher Bruce um, he was in the military, you know, as Alfred. That that character yep. has always been. He was military, then he worked up to the uh, to being a British spy. So he has a lot of backstory to him. And if you watch Gotham, how ba- how much of a badass that version of of Alfred was, you know, it's it's something where you can take story. It's very similar in how I feel about Krypton. You know, did we really need that extra layer of stories? No, but it's actually turning out pretty cool to see what Superman's grandfather went through and fleshing out stories that we didn't know about Krypton before it got destroyed. Same thing could be said with this, with Alfred. You know, do we have a lot of backstory towards it? There's cop books. There definitely is showing his spy work, but nothing too in-depth. And, you know, I do get like a like an Agent Carter-type concept. Maybe it'll be a little bit darker. It just It's, it's on a weird uh, network. It's, it's kind of like being a wrestling fan of some of these more smaller promotions like impact, then you, you find out they're on like bamboozle and you're like, oh, what the fuck is bamboozle? What, what, what station is that? Like who the hell gets that? But Hey, epics has it, you know, if it's good, I'll find a way to watch it and, and check it out for sure. Um, but it's, it's not something I'm, I'm, I'm clamoring for, but it's, it's still an interesting concept to go over with his backstory. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, I'm excited. Not, Did well, I confuse you? Temper that. No, you got me. I was just, I was, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm excited, but I totally understand where you're coming from. And I agree with you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Kanan, 
How'd you like the Pennyworth trailer? Well, with a lot of stuff that comes out, like I'm, I'm all the time reporting on it, but I don't really get a chance to watch it. And so when the report came out that it was the Pennyworth trailer, I reported on it, and I finally, I think it was like maybe an hour or two after, I finally got a chance to watch it, and I was like, Dane, I was like, what? Like, there's no meat to this. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much you, you see the landscape, and then he turns around and introduces himself. Oh, I mean, yeah. okay. I mean, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, this is more than a tease. This is just kind of a like, hey, this show's really happening type thing. That's almost like they were like, hey guys, we're not joking. We're really making a Pennyworth show. Um, but to me, this feels honestly, even though it's on Epics, which I don't. That's something I'll get to in a second. But to me, it feels like a legitimate prequel to Gotham. Um, version of, of Pennyworth um, because uh, of Alfred because um, Bruno Heller I think is involved with Pennyworth he was the showrunner he's the one that adapted uh, Gotham right. for Fox um, yes. you know we know that Gotham's in its you know final season so it's not coming back but I, I mean I'm with Dane on why is this show on epics like you have an entire streaming service um, why would you not put Pennyworth on there? You want people to, you know, to subscribe to your streaming service, but you're putting Pennyworth on Epics? I mean, really doesn't make much sense to me. Um, maybe uh, Warner Brothers will finally get the hint and start putting their shows on their streaming service. That's what Disney's doing with Disney+. Plus. You're not going to be able to flip over to Netflix and watch Disney movies anymore. Once that streaming service comes out, you're going to have to go to Disney. That's what DC should be doing with their shows. Um, this show, I think, is going to have – I'm going to check it out because I've heard it's very edgy. It's going to be very graphic, very R-rated. Uh, really? So I want to see uh, – yeah, so I want to see just how you know, how far they go with it. And to me, like I said, it feels like something that should be on the DC universe. So far, people – you know, the whole Titans thing, the first time the trailer came out, they clowned it. They weren't sure about Doom Patrol, but Titans and Doom Patrol are stellar. They are great mm-hmm. content. I think Pennyworth can be that. I just don't understand why it's you know showing up on Epics. Um, yep. But you know, if if people remember when they were going to do the Lois and Lex show, and everybody was like, yeah. "Oh my God, they're doing a show called Metropolis. Like we don't need that." <laughs> well, we sure as hell didn't need a Pennyworth show, but we're getting it, and it could be great. So maybe this will be what pushes yeah. them to do that because. I mean, now as great as Doom Patrol and um, and Titans is, I think a Lex and Lois show kind of edgy or whatever might be pretty good. So, um, no, I mean, like I said, there's just not much there. Um, I think people are going to watch this just because of the DC brand. I'm not even yeah. too familiar with the actor. Um, he's got a cool look. I mean, he's very suave, uh, maybe like a young James Bond. So there's interest there, Ooh. but, uh, you know. I don't even know if I had that. I'm like, dang. I mean, I'm like Nick. Like, do I even have that? Like, put yeah. it on DC Universe, dude. I've got that. Well, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if like the reason that it's on Epics is, you know, uh, essentially, I, I'm assuming anyway that if Epics is, you know, um, helming this thing, then they're put sinking most of the cost or all of the cost into making it. Right. And I wonder if they could. Maybe possibly have a situation where, um, you know, like um, 
uh, like a lot of things are that, uh, you, you know, stream on Netflix where, you know, when the, say the, you know, second season comes out, they'll put the first season on the DC streaming service. Um, yeah. I think that would be smart because that would be a way where you're not, you're not sinking in all of the costs uh, to, to creating this series, um, but you can still like kind of reach out to maybe a broader audience that way um and then you know in turn that can help epics you know if people watch you know the first season who maybe don't have epics but they have the ability to watch the first season maybe that you know can create some interest and be like how do i get epics you know um so i don't yeah. know i think that that may be their their kind of play there it, i'm just it you know if i'm speculating i get it yeah i i had epics once uh, a while back i remember having it but I haven't had it in a while, and I don't think I have it now. Uh, and it is weird to have it on a channel that I'm not – there has to be a lot of people that don't know if they even have this channel. So, I mean, I hope it's not just <laughs> on Epics and you'll be able to watch it somewhere else. Like, hopefully it does show up on the DC streaming app at some point because it's like, I don't have that big and I don't feel like paying to get a channel for a show that I don't even know I'm going to like yet. So you have you got to give right. people incentives, you know, so – it's one of those things. So I do expect it to be maybe even on Hulu or something uh, at some point, just just so right, so people can see it, <laughs> so people can talk about it, so you can have you know right. you got to bring people to epics. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see. I mean, it looks okay. It didn't look. It wasn't a terrible trailer. I remember my my fiance was watching it with me, and she she had no idea what I was showing her until the very end when he said, "Hi, I'm Alfred Pennyworth," and she's like, "Holy shit, for real? This is what?" <laughs> So it got her. <laughs> She's like, this, this is what? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Anyway, moving on to our next topic. Um, we got some interesting news this week about um, the, the Suicide Squad, and we got a verbal confirmation from Jai Courtney himself that Captain Boomerang will be returning uh, for his, in that role. Um, and for me, when I found out, I was very excited. I'm like, oh, shit. I was not expecting to see him come back. But if he says he's coming back, I guess I'll have to take his word for it. That's pretty damn cool. Um, Nick, how do you feel about Jai Courtney returning as Captain Boomerang in the Suicide Squad? Um, you know, I, I feel like he uh, is good for that character. I feel like um, yeah. it, it was it was one of the, you know, it, despite – you know, not you know me not liking the movie. I did think mm-hmm. it was one of his sort of best performances, and I think he a fits that character. Um, both you know being Australian and having the character be Australian and all that. Right. Um, but also just like he he seems to like fit the role as far as the uh, like a really decent supporting actor to like put like there was. A, a thing for a while about like we need to make Jai Courtney like a leading man. Um, yeah, you know we saw him in Terminator and um, a couple other things, and like you know I, I I just have never quite been able to buy into that. Um, but I really did like him uh, in or, or at least his performance um, in, in the original Suicide Squad movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I I, I like it. Um, I was surprised by it too. Um, namely because, you know, I, I usually defer to Kanan for, you know, any sort of um, DC news. And, you know, when we had the show, I think last week, um, you know, the, the reporting uh, was at that time um, that, you know, we were essentially the, the, the two characters that we were going to see um, or the two actors that we uh, – that they wanted to bring back 
or Will Smith, which didn't happen. Obviously, Idris Elba got recasted, um, and mm-hmm. uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Um, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't really seem like they were putting any sort of emphasis on bringing Captain Boomerang back. Um, right. But it was, it was, it was kind of like a pleasant surprise. It was like, okay, like cool. Um, I, I, you know appreciated his performance in the first movie and so like you take that and you put it in like a James Gunn driven project and I think we can get uh like you know an even better performance and a good story um and you know actually be able to to really enjoy it um so yeah I mean I look forward to it I think uh I think he'll he'll do a good job given maybe slightly better material to work with um so yeah uh, I'm on board yeah, I'm totally with you, dude. Like, uh, like I said earlier, I'm, I was shocked, and I guess it gives us more confirmation that this is more of a more of a soft reboot than a hard reboot. Yeah, it gives me more exactly. more faith that Viola Davis will return because that was the one I was worried about. I'm like, oh, I hope Viola comes mm-hmm. back. Uh, so me too. That's good to hear. You know, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's sad that, that Will's not coming back, but you know, they, they gave us up to sell, but I'm not going to complain too much. Right. <laughs> um, uh, Bane, how do you feel about Jai Courtney coming back as Captain Boomerang? Well, my whole thing is, and, and I and I did like Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Like, did someone like catch him leaving a pub and ask him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Captain Boomerang's coming back." Like, <laughs> I just, I, I, do we do we know because he mentioned it that that's going to happen? I mean, I, I I would like that because. I agree with, you know, Nick, I, this always goes back to any, if anyone's a fan of Christian Harloff uh, from, from Collider, he said it a million times, mm-hmm. Jack Courtney was pushed to be your next main big Hollywood actor. And kind of like going what I was talking about before here with Angela Julie, there's not really a need for movie stars per se anymore. And honestly, he's a better guy that's a part of an ensemble than he is a leading guy. Kind of like right. Sam Worthington, it's the same flavor. You know, they were crammed yeah. down her throat and, Jai showed us that he was able to, you know, take the ball and run with it as Captain Boomerang. I really liked him in that. Um, uh, you know, it was it was fun. And it, like you guys said, it's kind of – I'm happy that all the rumors – if this is true, all the rumors are kind of put to rest that this is not just a – more than a soft reboot. Um, or this is a soft reboot as far as – instead of like kind of like a remake – that also right. there's credibility to Will Smith not working out schedule-wise, and that's the reason why they got Idris Elba, because it seems like Margot Robbie's coming back, Joel Kinnaman might be coming back, Viola Davis is coming back, and now Jack Courtney is coming back. So a lot of the good things about uh, you know, the first Suicide Squad are, are going to be a part of this with a really great director um, at, at, the, mm-hmm. uh, at the helm of it with, with James Gunn, and I think that we're going to see some – pretty fun stuff and I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of stuff and I hope that the the weird list of characters that we got uh, with the rumors of, of being involved in this I hope they're all cannon fodder and there's other people and it's that's, that's just how it's going to be basically you know no I like I, I totally I, I like get it I like that you mentioned like uh, like some of the better parts uh, some of the better characters might be coming back and you know you mentioned like Amanda Waller um, yeah, great character. Like uh, Jai Courtney's performance was, was solid. Um, of course, you know, um, you know, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, great. Um, you lost me at Joel Kinnaman though. <laughs> like, 
I, I was just mentioning the fact that he might he might come back. I don't. I I could care less if he does. Honestly, I would rather right. I would rather anyone play Rick Flag. I don't really need Joel Kinnaman to play that character, or even Rick Flag to be back. But with the rumor <laughs> saying that he might come back, yeah. at least at least they're trying to keep some level of continuity. So I guess that's more what I was going for. I don't. I mean, that was originally supposed to go to you know, Tom Hardy or Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Yeah. Um, no, well, right. And the character was like a much bigger focus in the original draft of the script. Um, okay. But uh, I, I, I do think it would be intriguing to bring him back to be like the person that they killed off that actually mattered. Um, and then, hmm. you know, following like that, that up, you could bring in – you yeah, and then you could bring – because like – we, you know, we all kind of look at the situation and be like, well, who are they going to kill off who's, like, really important? And they're just going to kill off all these little side characters that are rumored. Um, if they brought mm-hmm. him back um, and actually, like, made his role a little better and, you know, made his death kind of mean something uh, within the context of the movie, I think that could be um, something interesting. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something that, you know, people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe they killed off Joel Kinnaman. Like, um, like it would exactly. be all right. Everybody would be fine with it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I, I, that's actually a really good idea, Nick. If they do that, I would not be upset at all. I actually yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> um, Kanan, how, how do you feel about uh, Jack Courtney coming back as Cat and Boomerang in the Suicide Squad movie? If he's really coming back, then I think Warner Brothers needs to uh put a muzzle on their producers because they are the mouthpieces for directors it seems and they can't get any information right because uh, <laughs> Staffran said the suicide squad was going to be a complete reboot now we knew that Margot was definitely going to reprise her role as Harley because Warner Brothers is not getting rid of her. She's going to be Harley no matter what. Um, But there was no confirmation that she was going to be in the Suicide Squad. So, I mean, there was no really cause for, okay, this really could be a complete reboot. But then you had the report that Idris was cast as Deadshot because Will was um, busy filming other movies. So you're like, well, okay, Will Smith was probably going to come back. Now Joel Kinnaman's like, you know, first the Hollywood Reporter was like, well, uh, Joel Kinnaman's not coming back. Then Joel Kinnaman says, well, I might. You know, I would like to come back. And now you have Jai Courtney saying um, that he's confirmed, that he that he's coming back, which it's not being confirmed with anybody else but him, but he says it. So, I mean, I guess you just want to try to take the actor at his word. But, um, I mean, if that's the case, then yes, I've, I think if Joel Kinnaman wants to come back, I would bring him back because he was – Rick Flagg in the original, uh, the first movie, so you bring him back. So I don't know where they're going with this this reboot. Um, I could see them making this movie to where the events of the first movie are null and void. Maybe you could go there, like none of that ever happened, and you know, Gunn kind of does his own intro um, to the Suicide Squad, and I think people would you know be okay with that. But, I mean, if you're bringing everybody back, I don't think you should exclude the events of the first film because, I mean, there were some um, parts of that film that were good, and you could build on that, especially, um, you know, you bring back uh, Viola Davis as Waller. Um, you know, James Gunn teased Harley Quinn yesterday, so that's almost uh, maybe the, that she's definitely going to be in the film. Um, 
you know, and then like you know, like you said, you have all these other characters that will possibly uh, be coming back as well. But does that mean Crocs coming back or uh, Katana? Um, there was rumors that in um, uh, Drew Goddard's version of um, I know was it Drew Goddard or was it uh, Gavin O'Connor? It was Gavin O'Connor in his version. Diablo mm-hmm. was going to come back. You know, do they bring back uh, Jay Hernandez? You know, as Diablo. I mean. I mean, I don't know where they, you know, where they go. They don't necessarily need the same squad um, from no. the first film, but I don't really look at this as a reboot anymore. I, I really don't. I, he said a complete reboot. I don't see that. Um, no, I don't think not. you can have yeah. all these characters coming back and it be a reboot, which I'm fine with because it keeps that um, continuity within the DCEU. But like I said, man, they got to get a better grasp. They need to let the director say this. Like, Gunn needs to come out and say, guys, I'm not rebooting it. I never said that because these producers, you know, we, me and you've talked about this, Joel, with Charles Roven. He's out here running mm-hmm. his mouth about Wonder Woman. He's confusing everybody. Like, just I shut up. It. Just let Patty Jenkins. Let Patty yeah, Jenkins I, you know, this. We don't, we don't care what you're saying, dude. I mean, you're not even <laughs> – probably not even really involved with this. I mean, Well, you know, the thing is, though, Kanan – I get I get completely where you're coming from. I just wonder if it's a case of misdirection on purpose from the company because we have to realize in the where we live or in the time that we live, there's a lot of scoop seekers, and this happens with wrestling. I'm sure it happens with sports, with basketball too, where there's some people that work for WWE that leak information to the main outlets of the people trying Absolutely. to get scoops, and now. And now within the company, it doesn't matter if, if, if you're WWE or, or DC, you have people that are saying one thing to get the scoop seekers off the trail of mm-hmm. what's really happening. So there's multiple stories that are out there getting let off, let off the set, basically, for these guys that are trying to get the information before the movie comes out. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, it's that's all about, what they're actually trying to do. It, it, it's all about it, – it, it, particularly in basketball, it's all, all about controlling the directive and the narrative. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I could, I could definitely see that, uh, translating, uh, to like any sort of entertainment. Like you want to, you want to come out looking the best you can and, um, like sort of directing the narrative, um, is, is part of that. I just don't, I kind of agree with Kanan though, that I don't think DC does a great job of that. Warner brothers rather. I don't think they do a great job of it. Um, they, they, they certainly seem like they're trying um, it's just, you know, I feel like it's more hit than miss. I mean, just because we cover so much of, um, like their, uh, uh, you know, failures, um, as far as it pertains to, um, you know, their company and, uh, the narrative that surrounds them. Um, you know, we, we, like, I feel like every time a DC movie comes out, um, and, and less so lately, but like we just cross our fingers and it's just like please be like decent, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like that's that's not that's not the best uh, narrative or directive that you want to have, uh, you know. Um, so I I don't know I'm, I'm I'm optimistic that they're like fixing it, but I I see it more from the movies. I see it a lot less from the the way that they conduct themselves. Um, you know, as far as uh, outreach and, and um, you know, the, the way that brand is discussed. Right. I think well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, tell... Nick. And, and... 
No, I was just going to say real quick, I, I agree with you completely because that makes a lot of sense. It seems like a lack of organization, at least with Warner Brothers. And, I mean, you have producers and directors always saying different things about stuff. Shit, you have a director like Zack Snyder that's still giving information for his movies that came out five fucking years ago. So, uh, you know, maybe he's trying to throw off the scent. Oh, uh, that know. irks you, you know? so much. <laughs> <laughs> that really grinds the gears, doesn't it? <laughs> it grinds my fucking gears. Well, you know, <laughs> well, Dave, you make a really good point about the about the scoops or whatever. The studios on both sides are getting tired of uh, the scoops. They're really getting sick and tired of stuff being leaked. And it goes back to Warner Brothers delaying the Shazam trailer. It was legit delayed because they leaked the information about it. And studios are saying, you know what, guys? I mean, they might be putting stuff out there. Uh, but as far as the difference between how Marvel handles their PR and how DC DC is just like I said, they're all over the place. You got Saffron saying one thing about this movie, Wild you got Rosen saying something about this movie, and you got somebody else talking about this movie. Marvel, they have one guy, they have one producer, and his name is Kevin Feige. He's the one yep. that says stuff. And if you remember when him and uh, uh, I can't, rem- I don't know, I can't remember her name, the the head of Sony when they were doing the 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 co promotion for Spider Man. Yeah, My that's, that's right. You know, they were sitting there, and he's like, no, Venom will not be in this universe. He's not part of the MCU. And then she's like, well, you know, and he looked at her like, bitch, I just said she's not. he's not part of this. <laughs> How many glasses of wine did you have, Amy? <laughs> yeah, because Feige uh, is building this world. He is going to be the one that says what happens and what doesn't happen. When these directors come out and talk about stuff, they talk about their movies only. They're not talking about other films. So – her trying to spread that shit is almost like what Saffron and Robin are doing. And Feige's like, mm-hmm. nope, that's not happening. I never said that. That's not what we're doing. That's what DC needs. DC either needs Hamada Absolutely. to be that voice, or they need to get one person to be the voice of DC to say, this Absolutely. is the direction we're going. Nope. We're not going right. to, oh, and no, I'm, we're not rebooting it and all this other stuff. Yeah, and I think and to be Devil's advocate, they wanted to put him in. They wanted to put Jeff Johns in that position, and he just he just wasn't the guy. Like he knows the comics, like, he floundered back and forth. But yeah, like he just he wasn't. It, it takes a, an extraordinary individual to be able to keep all of that shit in check. And like it, it's just it's really hard to find you a Kevin Feige. Um, mm-hmm. And but I agree that is exactly what they need. Like when you're when you're dealing with things on this sort of scale and scope. Like you definitely need that. You need somebody who's your clear leader. Um, and unfortunately, like DC's just not not been successful Organized. in finding that individual. Yeah. Right. And I will play devil's advocate and just say that I'm not naive enough to think that somebody WWE any any team in the NBA uh, Warner Brothers Disney doesn't purposely leak to these outlets actual information to get it out there without them doing it. That's something that that right. companies have been doing for years. I mean, Umberto gets information all the time through his sources. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's real, sometimes it's it's a throw off the scent. It all just depends on the company. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you guys. Yeah. DC lacks organization, so we can't give them that much credibility to even do that. So who knows? Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, at least I'll I'll say this. I mean, the directors have definitely, at least recently, have definitely made it a point to to speak speak out. Like you see it with David Sandberg, even Matt Reeves has spoken a couple times. So, at least in that regard, the directors have been more open about 
the information regarding their movies. Um, and as, as I've talked about with Kanan a couple of times, these producers do sometimes don't know the right things to say. And so probably the best thing for them sometimes is just to don't say as much because you obviously right. are not as in the loop as you think you are because everyone has their own thing to worry about. So they're not worried about the whole DC universe. They're just worried about certain amount certain right. movies in that. their movie. You know, so, yeah. Right. So Rovin's movies are not the same as Sackman's movies and shit like that. So, I get right. where they're coming from, but they say, sometimes they get just so excited they just talk out of their ass, and that's kind of what happened here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, don't, Juana, don't you Mark Ruffalo this situation. Like he's <laughs> the only guy who gets to do that. <laughs> don't Tom Holland it. Don't Tom Holland or or Ruffalo it. Uh, is Juan there? Because I, I wanted to get his opinion. No. Uh, oh, uh, maybe. Hello? Uh, Juan, are you are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Shit. God, <laughs> oh man. Um, what was the question? Of course you would start with oh, that. Oh Lord. Um uh, uh, Courtney is back as Captain Boomerang in the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's what How we're talking you about. About it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we were <laughs> changing a little bit. Jawan's okay, probably yeah, been listening for like the past like four minutes and just been like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I did, because my response was going to be about the uh, the studio conversation. So to know that you were talking to Jai Courtney is hilarious. Um, so I'll just go down the list. Could care less if he is back. Um, I, I just Couldn't. was indifferent about his performance. Um, I also don't really like it coming from actors first. I mean, it's it's. It's like a double jeopardy. Like, me and Joel were saying to each other before, like, if Army Hammer was Batman, what do you think the thing is he's going to tell you when you ask him about it? He can't tell you. So it's like, or he'll say no. So you could take that however you want it. You could take it as he's being honest, or you could take it as if he is Batman, he's not going to tell you until they release it. So I would prefer it to come from the studio, because then if it does not happen, I'm looking at the studio. Instead of if the actor says it, I'm now thinking, all right, well, obviously he was left out of the loop because he's not coming back. So um, it's just one of those things. But I think as far as what you guys are saying about needing a clear leader at Warner Brothers, I honestly don't think you do. I think they are best suited to have, listen to me, per film, they said they are not doing right now a MCU-like shared universe. They're just taking it movie by movie, which means Mm – only person I should hear from movie by movie is the director and the producer for that specific movie, each movie going forward. I feel as though if you have one guy to, to be that guy, Warner Brothers doesn't seem to trust one mouth. They prefer to have many mouths speaking. So if that's going to be the case, the reason why Kevin Feige works so much is that there's trust there between him and Disney. Like, you never hear Disney over Kevin Feige. It always comes right. from Kevin Feige. So unless True. Warner Brothers, and I don't think Jeff Johns really floundered. I think Jeff Johns was like, all right, if I say A, how do I know Warner Brothers isn't going to come out tomorrow and say B, and now I look like an idiot. So if they're going mm-hmm. to have one mouth, that mouth has to be the only mouth I hear talking. And the, the right. information from saying. that mouth, right, but Warner Brothers does not seem to want to do that. So – I don't I don't think it's that they don't want to do it. I just think it's really, really fucking hard to find that one person who you can trust in that position. And I don't think like, so I, because we've seen we've really? seen directors we've seen the studio contradict the directors. So if you're going to contradict the director, 
I 100% think you're going to contradict the guy that you ha- or lady that you have being your mouthpiece. I 100% think that's what they're going to do. If you can't get your so again, straight, it goes back to you think DC is like not equipped to be able to do what what Marvel has done with Kevin Feige. No, I think because they are so discombobulated, taking it movie by movie is the best way to go forward. So if that's how you're going forward. Just sure. have the mouths that are attached to it be the ones that are speaking. That's the only people I want to hear from. Like all this stuff about uh, possibly Ezra Miller or Henry Cavill being out, whoever's the next uh, Superman director, that's the only person I want to hear from. The only person. I, just, I don't want to hear I just from feel like else. I just feel like, like take, take the example of like how the NBA has like a commissioner. And, like, so all of the various teams have their narrative, but you, at, at the end of the day, like, you have one guy in charge of the league. Um, I, I, I think you should have that in a situation like this. Like, you should have at, at least, like, a marketing guy. Like, he doesn't even have producer. He doesn't have to have, like, all of the role that Kevin Feige does um, as far as, like, building the narratives and everything. But you do need to have, like, there needs to be, like, the buck stops with this person as far as what we can believe, what we what we shouldn't give a whole lot of stock to, all of that. I just think they're like with anything like this, you need to have that one guy uh, or girl I, um, who, who who you know. Uh, what about Kevin Sujahara? Oh wait, never mind. Well, no, I, I disagree from the standpoint of if you go from Wonder Woman to right now to to Shazam, there has not been one single mouth we have heard from. Um, in Warner Brothers, and it's worked. Wonder Woman hit, Aquaman hit, Dude. Shazam hit. Like I said, it's working. Wait, 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 it's wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Like I said earlier, like I feel like there's there's two differentiating narratives because yes, the movies have been fine. Um, they they've been um, aside from Justice League, mostly successful since Wonder Woman. Um, are all successful. Like, I think you can make the argument with Justice League that it, you know, not that it wasn't, it didn't make, you know, some money, just that maybe it should have been a little better or maybe it should have made a little more money or whatever. Um, a lot more. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really should have made, like, $1.5 billion. Like, Justice League, are you fucking kidding me? Like, um, right. But, like, but, you know, I mean, I actually enjoyed the movie. Dan and I thought, like, uh, opening night or whatever, and it, both of us actually really enjoyed it. I, I will say this: right. I, I, I recognize more of the flaws that people don't like after rewatching it, um, like right. hearing them out and like looking at it. Like I, Nick. I get where they're coming from, um, but nevertheless, my point being is like there's a difference between like the quality of your movie and still seeming like you don't have control of. Like your your overarching story or your narrative, but, um, we talk about it all the time. There's still not a fucking Superman movie. The Flash movie not, is, Nick, is in turmoil. Is, it like, doesn't. If the, you're all Warner of Brothers, that is not, not good, and you need to have one guy at the helm who's like, look, this is what's happening. Like you can take my word for it. Here's everything. Like you don't need to have 17 different voices trying to, you know, uh, put. 17 different narratives out there. It's not good. It's I'm, not good for branding. What I'm saying is if you can find one person, the one person that we hear from, great. But what I'm saying is if you're Warner Brothers, think about it. The only people that all of this chaos affects is us because we have no idea what's happening. They could possibly know exactly what they're trying to do. It's just what uh, we deem important. They don't deem it. important. 
So all I'm trying to say is it does not – if you're Warner Brothers, all this confusion does not affect your bottom dollar. Like, it, it literally does nothing bad um, to you. Like, think about it. You can say Justice League was, was bad, but to them, it made the money. It, it, it at least made up for the, the budget that you had. So right, like, okay, but cool. that's my well, point. We'll, it should have made a ton more money. They got, they got I know, really. But from there, from there, they reshuffled. They reshuffled, and it has been a success since. I will give you that, but it's been point. two movies. So to them, I know, but to and, them, and, and, and we don't even know the three. final verdict on the newest one. So like, Shazam will Can be I make? Three, can right? I make like but, a? Can I make like a counter part that kind of goes and coincides with both what you guys are saying? Um, I think that having having a main person, if they're trying to do something similar to an MCU formula, I can see a main person being beneficial. Now, they've kind of tried to put it on Armada in the past, John's in the past. You know, it's, it's gotten passed around, but it's never been something official. The, the one thing with DC, and seems like what they're trying to do, and I think a good um, example of a franchise that does this is like a James Bond. With their franchises, they just want to have really good driven directors, a character or an actor that can play the role and do a set of movies. Now, can they have continuity within each other? Yes. But the idea of not having to worry about a certain person, a director staying on, per se, you know, it's more about the films themselves. The only problem is that both, since they don't have a mouthpiece, it still is very confusing with all the information giving out. And if it's not misdirection, it's still an organization on Warner Brothers' part. So if they're going to let the directors lead the stuff, have the producer and the director on the same page and give out the information the exact same way instead of all this confusing shit. Because if they're not trying to throw out the scent, like I said, it's just an organization from Warner Brothers. So I don't know. But, th- but that's what I'm saying, Dane. I'm saying just have your director and your producer. They are the ones that are doing it. They are in charge of casting. They are in charge of the tone of the movie. They are in charge of those things. I should only hear from those two. I don't need to hear from the studio as much as I'm hearing from the studio. I'm saying if you don't trust one guy or one lady to run it, just have the guys directly involved with that one movie uh, be the ones that we hear from going forward. So that way there is no... And actually be like individual movie franchises as opposed to trying to do like the MCU, that's, which that's is what they I'm did saying. originally that's that did not I'm work. Saying. That's all I'm yeah, saying. I, remember, I understand that point. If you see Aquaman, if you remember Aquaman, the only connection to Justice League or the, the whole DC universe was when Mira was like, well, you helped with, with um, what's his name from the, the villain from Seven Justice League? Wolf. That was our only connection. There was no other yeah. connection. Right. And that's Seven. fine. Right. That's how you do your movie is individual I, by individual by individual that has small snippets that let you know, oh, yeah, that's right. It is connected to this huge universe. But you don't have to have it directly tied in per movie is what I'm saying. And if you do it that mm-hmm. way, you don't need a mouthpiece. Just only hear from the director and the producer of that current film. Yeah, I'll I'll try to cap it off with this. I think we're all Thank like you. kind of splitting hairs here um, and circling around the same thing. No matter which direction DC goes, they need to pick a direction and stick with that. And I think that's the point that we're all making, just in different ways. Right. No, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Basically, what Jawan was saying is, I think where it's it currently is, uh, things change in the future when they want to meld everything and make it maybe more cohesive, possibly then that might change. But as of right now, every movie is its own thing uh, that, that exists in the same universe. But as far as I know, the only movie that's its own thing and not in the universe is the Joker movie. 
as of right now, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, we've talked long enough about this one topic that's no longer about Jack Courtney. Um, we're going to move on to DC Universe updates from WonderCon. We had a WonderCon this week, and a couple of news, uh, new stuff dropped about the DC Universe app and the shows involved. Um, I think the, one of the more cooler things that I saw out of it was, as I think I mentioned it earlier, uh, Stargirl. We got our first look at Stargirl. Stargirl's going to have her own TV show on the DC Universe, which apparently is being pushed to, uh, now to 2020 for something we'll talk about next. Um, but, yeah, we got our first look at her. I think she looks really good. Uh, I love, again, DC Universe is really knows what they're doing when it comes to superhero costumes. So um, just looking at it and the detail they put into it and the star rod and all that bowl, and you can obviously in the background see Stripe, the the the, um, the, sh- the suit, the, the, the robo suit that, that her partner worked, you know, stepfather, whatever it is in. Uh, I think that's really cool. I can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, so, yeah, um, I really liked it. Joan, we haven't heard enough of you apparently today. So, what did you? Uh, how do you like the Star Girl uh, suit? You know, our first look at it. He said, apparently, it looks, <laughs> <laughs> looks great. <laughs> I hate you guys. It looks great. Um, <laughs> it looks it looks really good. Um, I think what DC has started to do um, that you definitely have to commend them for is they take things that you don't really care about and they make it interesting. Um, like maybe you don't have like the utmost interest in it, like you're rushing to go see it, but it just like piques curiosity. I mean, I had no idea about Doom Patrol outside of um, seeing mm-hmm. it in Teen Titans. Um, I was not looking really to rush to it, um, but when I saw it, it just kind of caught me, and then like it just kept me um, from week to yeah. week. So, so I good. mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I fit now. I kind of feel like. <laughs> When they say stuff like a blue beetle and stuff like that, I'm like, no, you should be focusing on something else. I'm like, nah, maybe I'll kind of let it rock and kind of see if, like, I'm interested in it. Like, could be good. Um, and that's the kind of vibe I get from Stargirl. Um, it, just the look of her, I'm kind of like, all right, I want to see more of that world. Like, what else can you show me of that world? Um, mm-hmm. So if, if it was looking to intrigue me, it's definitely done that. Uh, I'm also more curious on if Jeff Johns is going to kind of say, what is connected and what is just purely its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you guys remember when CW first started with the Arrowverse, it was always said that Arrow was just going to be Arrow. Um, and then yeah. once you saw Barry in season two, mm-hmm. it was like, no, I think you're kind of doing more than just Arrow. And then now we have an Arrowverse. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm curious, is, is Titans going to often blend with Doom Patrol? Is Doom Patrol going to often blend with um, Stargirl? Like, it'll be interesting to see if it if everything's its own thing, or will we see more blending? Yeah, right. Totally. Uh, we'll see. I have no doubt that um, as of right now, we know Titans and Doom Patrol have already mixed in the past. Um, how often that'll be a thing, I don't know. As long as I see Cyborg with the Titans at some point, I'm fine. <laughs> but um, Stargirl, right now, um, but the thing that excites me the most about the show is something we haven't seen and they haven't shown us yet, is JSA is in it. And I can't wait to see what the JSA look like in costume. The DC Universe version of their costumes, uh, I'm really that excites me a lot. And of course, that that's something we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for. But so far, so good. They, the Star Girl is not exactly a hard costume to, to to pull off. And this is probably like the third live action iteration of her uh, since we got one on Tomorrowville. We got one on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And now she has her own show on the DC Universe. So uh, so far, again, really good. Uh, Kanan. Uh, you disappeared after our, so you starting off that damn ruckus. 
Um, how do you feel about the whole Stargirl uh, first look? I didn't mean to start a ruckus, but I was pointing out the truth. So it was a good – right. it actually was a good, <laughs> good debate. But as far as Stargirls, I mean, looks great. And we didn't even get to see uh, a straight. They kind of have him – because he's so huge, he's kind of just out of that picture. Yeah, um, so cool. But uh, the, the timeline for the shows looks really good. In fact, I, I'm really shocked that we're getting uh, Titans so soon uh, right. this fall, which um, some are speculating that uh, that means Stargirl could actually be pushed into the first part of next year. I'm hoping that's not the mm-hmm. case. Uh, but we, did, uh, we didn't get a glimpse of uh, Swamp Thing, but uh, it's coming out in May, and I'm hearing it's going to be practical effects for the most part. So I'm nice. uh, really excited for that. But, no, I mean, John... Stargirl, I mean, you talked about this again, Joel. Me and Joel actually talk a lot more than y'all think. <laughs> y'all think that Somehow. every time because I say fuck him all the time, we actually talk about a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, like you said, <laughs> this was, cute. you know, this is this is this is Jeff Johns. I feel like this, other than Green Lantern being like one of his best comic runs, I mean, Stargirl is, is his baby. I mean, it's you know, like you said, it's it based is. on his uh, sister, so. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a, another great entry. Uh, the suit looks great, like uh, Joel said. We, you know, Smallville introduced us um, to her, which I mean, hats off to Smallville for really getting the ground running for all of this. I feel like without Smallville, we may not have hardly half the stuff we have now. Uh, so I applaud Probably them for right. actually doing what they could yeah. with the budget to give us people like Cyborg and Aquaman. You know, their mm-hmm. version of the Flash. I mean. So, and, you know, the JSA, so Stargirl, and then, you know, you had the, the version of her on Legends of Tomorrow, and they've just ramped it up even more and given it to us on uh, her own show. Um, but, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of cool things that came out of WonderCon. I, I was really expecting a lot more stuff to come out of uh, CinemaCon. I know they really deal with movies more there, but, uh, no, I mean, some great tidbits for sure. Yeah, I mean, that exactly. Uh, you definitely um, – Went, you went further, and yeah, I wanted to go one by one, but you definitely went into the Titan Swamp thing. But we could, we could definitely get there. <laughs> um, no, Nick, <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, Nick, how did you like the Star Girl first look? Uh, if you do want to talk about Titan season two, you can. The Swamp thing coming out May thirty first for everybody. Uh, you, you can talk yeah. about that if you like too. You know, I don't really care about any of this, but I do. Dude, you know, like, I, I haven't watched any of the DC stuff. Um, so, like, I'm just... I'm, he thinks I'm, it's the CW I'm, stuff. He thinks it's the same level. I, yeah. That's, I'm, that's how I'm it is. ignorant. No, I do want to watch Titans. I do really want to watch Titans. Um, that is on my list. Because um, I, I really like the trailers. All of y'all said you really loved it. Um, so, yeah. like, no, I, I really, really do want to watch that. Um, Even more so than but, Titans, uh, I think you'll like Doom Patrol. I really do. I oh, think you will. Is that more? That might be more my flavor. Uh, it, okay. It has, like it has a it has a legion esque fucking trippy feel to it. Let's put it that way. I oh, was nice. about to say the same yeah, thing. Then, yeah. Then yes, uh, that that would be like my cup of tea. Um, but no, I, <laughs> I I just wanted to say real quick, like uh, I I think it's funny uh, that you know Kanan mentions that. Uh, like as much as he likes to, you know, dog you on the shows that y'all talk a lot. Like it doesn't surprise me at all. Y'all are the biggest, uh, like comic book nerds uh, that we have on this show. Like real, true to the comics. Like 
they'll read comics. Great A. Like, Excuse me? Like the old school comic nerd. Like, if you talk about like, comics from the 90s, like, he, he'll converse with you, like, a lot. Um, but you talk about, like, like new comics. Like, like he, he's kind of out on that. Um, and, like, they oh, yeah. More, like, I, stopped, I stopped reading, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, and, and so Dan and I are more like the film nerds of the group, um, and I don't know what Juwan is. I mean, he's just he's just here. <laughs> he's a fanboy, super fanboy. <laughs> I was, Guys, he's uh, no longer like a, here to a defend himself. Sorry, uh, uh, response from Juwan, but okay. <laughs> he's he's having he's issues. Yeah, His phone got dropped. Oh, okay. Well, good to yeah, know. I think I should like, do oh. a. Uh, I think we should do like an entire show like about comics because especially if me and Joel could do one because I really I I still think the best era for Marvel comics was in the nineties and maybe, yeah, yeah, from, from ninety to to ninety nine I still think that was the yeah. best I mean that was when Marvel Dude, was X-Men in the nineties was so fucking yeah. great like was yeah. yep. it's prime right there um, anyway yeah. Dane. Do you have anything to say about Stargirl? So it's like you want to talk about Titan Season 2. And, of course, Swamp Thing coming May 31st. You know that has to excite you a little bit. Man, something about uh, aging me. Every time something happens. So, uh, Stargirl. <laughs> I love the fact that they're going so heavy with JSA. Uh, Amy Smart, Hell yeah. who was like one of the, the beautiful uh, women of when I was in high school back in the early 2000s in movies like Road Trip. She's playing the mom. Uh, <laughs> So it's like, what the fuck? Oh, God, I'm getting old. But, hey, I love that. I love that Wildcat's going to be in this. Tigress is going to be yeah. in this. Starman's going to be in this. Um, and I love that Joe McHale's playing him. Uh, you know, just Sportmaster. Yeah. Every every person that they've gotten for this, it's really impressive. And what I love about this, and it kind of makes me sad when it comes to, you know, the CW shows themselves. I keep on saying, you know, with Titans and Doom Patrol, if if you put them on the DC network, they wouldn't have been fucking 30 episodes. They wouldn't be melodramas, and they wouldn't mm-hmm. have that, that CW-esque style, if you will, that's kind of the negative thing about those shows that might be more for the exactly. female viewers than, than the male viewers. But still, at the same time, when you have something that's only like 10 to 12 episodes and it has a great story arc, you get stuff like Daredevil and Legion. And I think that... I mean, James Wan being the producer for Swamp Thing, are you fucking kidding me? Like, all this stuff yeah, on the network is, is making me very excited. And I hope they get – I really do hope they get Matt Ryan to play Constantine on Swamp Thing. That would be an amazing addition and a lot of oh, fun. That would be great. Just, uh, you know, be. just because he's already played them. And I loved I – loved, it sucked that Constantine was put on Friday nights. It, it killed that great show. This but, is, um, yeah. I, style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The same type of concept. And – I, I want some great sci-fi television shows. Titans was violent. It was very adult. It was intelligent, but still had great stuff with the comics. I can't wait to get the second season. Uh, I loved Doom Patrol. Um, and uh, with Stargirl and Swamp Thing, it's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. I would not be as invested in Stargirl if they didn't have the JSA being a main part of it. I will say that. But now that they do... I'm excited to see them develop them a hell of a lot better than the CW did with Legends of Tomorrow. No offense to them. Yep. But I'm sorry. No, if, we, no. if we could get Greg Gibson's Barry in a Flash fucking show that's, that's 10 episodes instead of all these extra bullshit episodes just to extend it, I mean, God, it would be so much better. Because they usually get good actors. It's just the CW can kill it from overdoing it over and over and over and over again and the no. same shit. 
it, it just Titans was such a breath of fresh air for DC. It was very much how I felt comparing agents of uh, agents of shield uh, or even inhumans to an extent. I don't want to put agents on the same level as that fucking Ooh. shit show comparing Thank them you. to Thank Netflix you. shows <laughs> like daredevil. You know, it's such a, it's such a big difference in style. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to all that stuff. I really am. Oh. Totally, bro. Like, I, I cannot wait to see what Wildcat looks like. Because they definitely did him no justice in Arrow. Uh, it still hurts me to this day. Because that's one of my, my favorite underdog characters. Yeah. <laughs> His costume oh, was so shitty. Too, uh, so sad. It was. It bothered me. Totally. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, yes, I can't wait to see what the, what, what it brings. Uh, Young Justice Season um, 2. I'm oh, sorry. Season 3. Uh, the second part to that is coming out also, I believe, in this summer. So I can't wait for that because if you guys have been watching Young Justice, it's one of the best animated shows like, ever. Amazing. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Joker. Woo, we have a Joker sighting on the Birds of Prey set. Apparently it might not be Jared Leto, uh, mainly because he's currently filming Morbius. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, Kanan, how do you feel about Joker being on a set of Birds of Prey? I feel vindicated because when the first set photos came out of her carrying all of her belongings, I said, it looks like Joker kicked her out, and everybody's like, no, she left him. Well, these photos now show him throwing her out of the house, and she's trying to get back in because she doesn't want to be kicked out. Um, but I do like that they're keeping the the Suicide Squad Joker style. I mean, they're in, there's so much talk of them trying to get rid of Snyder's DCEU, they are embracing it. If if you when you see Shazam, they're embracing it. When you see um, mm-hmm. the set photos, they're embracing Ayer's um, Suicide Squad. That's the Jared Leto version. the The gold necklace, the shirt, uh, the hair. I mean everything. I mean I, you can't really see um, the tattoos or anything like that because it's just going to be a double. Um, but you know, it's it's cool to see that. Even though they say they're not putting all this emphasis on uh, the universe like they were and they're just focusing on standalone movies, we know that the universe is still there. And, and that's good that, you know, they're not just totally abandoning it. Um, plus, um, you know, with Leto kind of putting that tease out there, I mean, it could have been just him having fun. We don't know that he'll ever be back as the Joker. But there are hopes that, you know, maybe they can get this right and – bring him back and really give him um, the Joker, you know, that we deserve, you know, to uh, fix some of those issues they had when they cut a lot of his scenes out from Suicide Squad. Um, But, I mean, like I said, it's pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, that's another movie I'm really looking forward to. And uh, (laughs) somebody joked on Twitter yesterday that the DCU going forward is going to be the body double uh, because, you know, there's a rumor (laughs) about – you know about superman and then you know Mm -hmm. now we have joker and all this other stuff but it's pretty funny yeah yeah it's interesting how that works out and so far that seems to be legit um but (laughs) uh juan uh before you disappear again i want to get your thoughts on uh joker and birds (laughs) of prey and if you really want to talk about some titan season two or swamp thing please do uh he disappeared again (laughs) i don't know what happened Anyway, uh, Dane, would you like to take over and talk about the Joker on the Birds of Prey set? 
Maybe the snap affected Jawan. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, I'm watching on the board to make sure he calls in. He called in. I was like, hey, he's back. And then he was like, I'm back. And now he's gone again. So uh, we'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, the – the the um I I really I don't know I don't really care <laughs> I just don't I don't see Jared Leto sticking around to play the role anymore I think that I don't know if he's someone that gets so uppity about criticism I don't know if he really gives a shit you know he kind of just goes movie to movie and he's a zombie or whatever that's why he's playing Morbius um he might be a living vampire in real life um, but <laughs> good I point. I just all right, great. There's a body double that looks just like Jared Leto's Joker. Neat. It's probably going to just be like a little – honestly, we probably weren't supposed to see that. You know, that was probably supposed to just be a little wink to the audience during the movie and kind of wrap mm-hmm. it up and maybe someone dressed up in a white suit with uh, – with, uh, what's his name's makeup? Uh, oh, man, uh, the actor that's also playing Joker – uh, Joaquin Phoenix just comes up and blows yeah. his, head up, his brains out in, in the scene or some shit. I don't know. Um, I mean, look, I, I would like to see Jared Leto get a better chance at playing that Joker. I didn't have a problem with it. You guys all know about that. Even aesthetically, mm-hmm. like, you know, his, his look was fine for me. You know, it was just different and kind of more modern. But uh, I, I that one scene where he was in the – being a gangster before he kills Common, like, you know, I got a very Scarface vibe, and I kind of wanted to see more of that. And uh, it didn't happen. So if they bring Jared Leto back, great. If it's just a little tease to kind of like connect things like we've been saying, not worry too much about connecting your universe, but just like little things thrown in, great. But if it's Mm -hmm. nothing past that, that's fine with me too. I just – I know that, you know, you you can be Ezra Miller saying that you're going to do a Flash film to try to keep that door open and stuff like that. But after a while, I don't see him sticking around if that doesn't happen. I don't see Jared Leto waiting on Warner Brothers for him to come back. I mean, same thing with Henry Cavill. These guys are all working actors, and they have other projects they're a part of. So I like the the continuity, but it's going to be weird if they end up replacing him anyways. So I don't know. It's a weird situation. Yeah, uh, it is a weird situation. I still think it's a pleasant surprise that he's in it. I couldn't. It makes sense that he shows up, so I do like that he is in it in some capacity. Don't need a lot of him. Like you said, it's a body double. We'll probably get a, a obscure look at him and maybe hear him and shit like that, but it won't be anything big. Um, Nick, uh, what are your thoughts on the Joker being in Birds of Prey? Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's like what has been indicated as far as like a setup, um, I, I like it in the sense of um, it, it, it gives some direction for the character of Harley Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, you know, pretty much where I stand on it. I, I don't, um, I, 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 I like things, my, there's a big rule in film and it's, it's called show, don't tell. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if they can show us the fallout between her and the Joker in some sort of capacity, however limited it may be, um, it's better than just hearing it mentioned between, you know, um, the character of Harley Quinn and some other character, like, right. like basically saying, yeah, well, you know, this is what happened between us. You know, it's like it, it's not necessarily um, it, it, it not that it wouldn't work. It's just there's usually a better way to do that. And if you're showing that fallout, um, that's usually the better way to go about um, a setup of that magnitude. Um, especially considering where we left off with those characters. Um, so I like it in that sense. I wish – I really do wish it was Jared Leto. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of like Dane, like I, I don't feel like 
he's coming back. I, I just I don't see it, um, especially after you know he was obviously very upset with you know the the movie that was presented after the shooting that had occurred. Um, yeah. And I guess you know his lack of involvement in the story and all of that. Um, but uh, but no, I mean I, I I think it makes sense as far as setting up. Um, her character's arc within the movie, and so for that reason, I do like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically the consensus. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we all are not going to be upset if he shows up, obviously. But really, how much of a role is he going to play? Enough to make sense for the, you know, for Harley Quinn, because right. it's really her emancipation party, right? That's really what's all about. Right. So, um, yeah, we're gonna, that's that's enough of that. We're going to go on to our final topic. A little news bit dropped the other day. Uh, I think it was last night, or yesterday at least. Last night, um, where we got was it last night? All right. So last night we got some word uh, that Mark Hamill will be doing the Woo! Chucky, the Chucky, the killer doll, <laughs> uh, in the reboot uh, of Chucky uh, or for Child's Play or whatever. And um, and I, I I was I was surprised. I had no idea that uh, Mark Hamill was going to be playing Chucky. That, that's really pleasantly surprised just like with the joke i was very pleasantly surprised and excited about it uh i'm a big child's play guy i forever would not get a doll with eyes in my bedroom for the longest time i still don't <laughs> i really don't like i don't like things looking at me uh and especially dolls and was, that movie did not help um so i really am looking forward to seeing I, this new version I, i'm kind of really excited and i want to start with dane because he seemed really excited for this so dane how do you feel about mark hamill doing the voice of chucky in child's play uh, it, the thing is, I mean, this is a game changer because beforehand, when you told me they're redoing Child's Play, and then when I found out the information, mm-hmm. it's going to be more of like a tech thing that's like evil still. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, right. God, why the fuck are they doing this? Now you say Mark Hamill is going to be playing the voice of him, and I'm like, all right, that's actually extremely intriguing. Now, I love Brad Dorif, and he did a great job with the voice, and he's an actor that a lot of people don't realize you know, they just know him for the voice of Chucky, but go see a movie called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and you'll find out how great of an actor, or Deadwood for that matter, you, he played a small role on that. You know, he's always shown up Lord of the Rings as well, uh, and he's a great uh, character actor, and uh, he was supposed to play the Joker. Uh, Tim Burton wanted him to play the Joker, but Warner Brothers wanted to go with Jack Nicholson, uh, his co-host, or his co-host, his uh, co-star from One Flew. Yeah, and, and, and Brad's a great actor. I'm going to miss him as a voice mm-hmm. of Chucky. Mark, Mark sure. Hamill is that guy, even more so than, like, you know, I was excited about the Freddy remake because of them getting uh, Jack, uh, Jackie Earl. Uh, I forgot how his name is, but uh, the gentleman that played War- Yeah, Yeah, the gentleman that played mm-hmm. Rorschach. Uh, I was excited for that. It didn't end up working out. This is something that I think is even better. If you're going to get someone to do the voice, an evil voice for an evil doll, yeah, he's a good replacement, I think, and it makes me much more intrigued than I was before. And I didn't give a shit, you know. I mean, I love the first three. The third one was kind of more so like a uh, guilty pleasure. The first three child plays movies. After that, when they started introducing children and wives and shit like that, it got fucking stupid. It's kind of like Jason going, <laughs> you know, to space. Uh, that doesn't kill a franchise at all. Yeah, um, or, but or now, <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's like all of them. It's like they went to the hood and they went to space. Even Hellraiser did the same yeah. fucking thing. So dumb. Right. Uh, it just um, I, I'm 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 looking forward to this now, and I'm very I'm I'm curious now. This could still be a very cheesy ass movie, you know, direct to DVD, if you will. Um, 
not not that that's not like a thing anymore. Uh, but uh, you know. <laughs> Who knows? But when Mark Hamill, it gives me a hell of a lot more confidence that they're going to be putting something out that's going to be a lot of fun and a much better remake than what it was originally when I was thinking about it. Yeah, totally. Um, I still psyched about the whole idea of Mark Hamill doing the voice of Chucky. Um, uh, voice of anything, because fucking man, Mark Hamill is a killer joker. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Nick, how do you feel about Mark Hamill doing the voice of Chucky in Child's Play? Dude, you know I love this. Like, fuck, man. Dude, he is the quintessential Joker voice. And so, like, if he Hell can yeah. take a little bit of that and throw it into to the the voice of the Chucky doll, like, I, I'm just really interested to see, like, what voice we get. You know, because, like, if you, if you see him, like, interviewed and talking, and they're, like, they, you know, they try to ask him to do the, the, like, Joker voice, like, on command, he's like, man, like, like, I usually, like, get warmed up with it. Like, I, I really spend a lot of time, like, warming up my pipes to get there. Um, but, like, he could still do it. But, like, uh, it, it, it just kind of showcases the dedication that he has for voice acting. Um, and I think he's going to come up with something really creepy and awesome. Um, and I'm just so fucking excited for it. I think – I don't think I could have thought of a better, like – choice honestly like in in anybody i could come up with um i i think he would definitely be the number one pick and so the fact that they got him uh is awesome um i i, I do kind of agree with dane like it doesn't mean the movie's gonna be great um no, like in fact like you know they they <laughs> it, it really depends on how they go with it um i don't expect them to stick with like the like kind of original theme of child's play because um, it was it was more of like a really creepy horror movie. There wasn't much comedy in that movie, um, and it kind of evolved into comedic, just like you know Nightmare on Elm Street and Jason and uh, or Friday the Thirteenth. Like all those movies kind of evolved into more comedic tones. I expect a, a, a portion of comedy, but I I definitely expect them. I expect it to be less like slapsticky than. You know the later uh, uh, additions to those horror franchises, because um, that just doesn't like play well anymore. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I think it could be great. Um, I uh, I definitely uh, love the fact that they got Mark Hamill, and you know if if they can deliver a um, you know a, a reasonably decent script, I think that uh, you know having him voice Chucky is going to be you know, kind of that, that situation that could take a reasonably decent script and make it very fucking enjoyable and very watchable. Um, it could, it could def- definitely take it over the hump. So, dude, like, props to them. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Because, you know, I, I just need it to be a modern version of what it was, you know. It could be that. Right, if it could exactly. scare children into not wanting dolls in their room like it did for me, it did its job. You know what I mean? There you <laughs> it go. Uh, Kaden, how do you feel about Mark Hamill uh, being the voice of Chucky in Town Split? I think this movie's interest level went to like a thousand last night yeah. um, after he announced that he had been, well, secretly, because, I mean, and in fact... I don't think there was any like anybody even asking like who they thought the voice was going to be because there was really no. no interest in this movie whatsoever um, because you have 
you had them doing this, but then you also had the original uh, writers doing the TV show that's going to be more in line with the original, which uh, Brad Dourif is supposed to be doing the voice for Chucky on the TV series. Uh, but then you have them kind of doing – this Chucky almost feels like RoboCop, the RoboCop remake, where it was an abomination. Yeah. It was nothing like <laughs> the original. It was just like slap no. RoboCop on there, and, you know, it was like, ugh, this is the worst movie ever. But now, people, but now people are going to look at this movie like, I'm going to go watch it just for Mark Hamill. I just want to go to support him because he, you know, he has that uh, type of following. So – I mean, like I said, there was no interest in this movie, and I posted that last night, and everybody's reply was, this is great, you know, but, you know, we wish it was Brad Dourif, and Mark Hamill's great. Now I'm interested in this movie. Now I'm interested in this movie. Now I'm interested in this movie. That was, like, pretty much everybody's um, reply. And I'm sure Brad loves the, uh, you know, you know, loves that the fans really want him to come back. But like I said, he he's going to have his time again with the TV show. Um, this is... I'm going to look at this Chucky as something completely different, and uh, I'm, I hope it's good. But like you know, Dane said, Mark Hamill will put people in the seats, but that doesn't mean the movie's going to be good. Uh, but we can still enjoy his performance. Uh, I do hope he has a different take uh, on the voice um, than the Joker, because I really don't want to go and hear the Joker inside of a Chucky doll. Um, I think right. that would be kind of a letdown. But Mark always brings it. I know he's going to do a great job. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with everybody else. I had no interest in this, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see this for sure just uh, to support Mark. Yeah, yeah, and like don't shout out, like shout out to Mark Hamill too. Like, I mean, I know the Last Jedi was met with like a lot of um, a lot of criticism from longtime Star Wars fans, but like his performance in that movie, like it just made me be like, dude, you warrant so much more attention than you get. Like, you really need mm-hmm. to be in more stuff. Um, and, like, this isn't exactly what I had in mind in that. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it does seem like it fits really well. And, like, I just – I really want Mark Hamill to be in, like, an actual, like um, – like, like we'll say, like, Oscar bait-ish movie. Because like, I think he could pull off that level of performance. He's, he's like – dude, he blew me away in, in The Last Jedi, and I, I think – that um like I think he's evolved into a much better actor than he actually gets credit for. Like fine wine. Agreed. Very well. Especially yes. in talent. You know? Uh, my my yeah. boy Mark Hamill. He's a great presence on the internet too. Twitter. He's very very good dude. Very Fuck good dude. yes. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um but yeah that that really is it guys. But I do want to say before we go, um I believe tomorrow's uh, April Fools. So please oh, be yeah. aware. There's a lot of bullshit that drops tomorrow. Gerald, that might if not you're be listening, post everything. You <laughs> Gerald, on if you are listening, <laughs> yeah, Gerald specifically, Gerald. I love you, man, but do not post anything. Do not share anything because it's probably not going to be true. I'm just warning you. I'm just, I just want to put it out there. Anybody that's listening, be aware of bullshit because there is going to be a lot of bullshit thrown out there. We're all going to fall for it because some of us are going to forget. Uh, it, it just just be very careful with the news tomorrow. Uh, I, I just saw, I just remembered it was tomorrow the April Fool's. It happens every year. There's always that one big one everyone gets fooled into. So just be aware yep. tomorrow. Just be careful. Everyone have a good weekend. 
Oh, I'm sorry. The weekend's over. Have a good, <laughs> have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you next week. I can't wait to see what drops this week so we can talk about next week. So, um, yeah, everyone want to say goodbye, and let's uh, let's say peace out. All right. Well, peace All out. Right. Uh, be sure to tune in. Tuesday, we got uh, another episode of Full Court Press. We're going to be breaking down all, all right. the latest news uh, in surrounding the NBA and uh, taking a look at uh, the playoff picture, which is finally shaking out. So uh, stay Ooh. tuned for that. Yeah, Dane. And uh, def- definitely check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Uh, I didn't get a chance to correct uh, Juwan last week because he thought that Mania was just a week early. WrestleMania is this oh. weekend, so not just WWE. You know, we got MLW, Impact, New Japan, all the big promotions. They have stuff throughout the whole weekend, NXT. We will be covering all that stuff. We're going to have a huge preview, and then we're going to have two episodes the following week to go over all the stuff accumulated with all the information for wrestling. So Wrestling Geeks Alliance, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Join me and Chris as we break down all the uh, pay-per-view stuff. And, uh, yeah, also – with Avengers Endgame coming out, Joel and Jawan are doing a lot of stuff on our Facebook page. Also, go to mm-hmm. YouTube, guys, if you haven't got a chance to. Check out the Nerds Bro Geek Show. Uh, my, my, yeah. my good friends, Nick's good friends, our good friends, Joe and John Colleen are, are breaking down every movie leading up to Avengers Endgame. So if you want some really fun commentary nice. where opinions matter over actual uh, actual facts, definitely check their shit out. It's a lot of fun, as well as all of our guys. Hey, that's that's like their tagline. I don't think I, I got it exactly, but that's pretty much what they say. But um, yeah, I, yeah. with all of our other people that contribute on YouTube and our website at gvnation.com, where you guys can find everything with our articles from Tia and everyone else, we got a lot of stuff coming up, guys. There's a lot of big geek-related things. And okay. just real quick, oh, I just sorry. I want to okay. I want to give my condolences to Dane's brother Luke. Um, his Wildcats just lost um, <laughs> a, like a heartbreaker uh, against Auburn, and in uh, terrible complete sincerity, uh, you know, I just I just want to say like, dude, like that sucks. I I feel you. Um, I was rooting for your team because I had no horse in the race anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, condolences, man. He's he's in Mexico for a buddy's wedding, so I don't think he's worried about it right now. <laughs> oh no, he's watching. That motherfucker is watching somewhere. I guarantee it. <laughs> Probably. Canaan, uh, uh, anything you want to promote before we uh, we peace out? Uh, promote everything. Uh, well, it's Shazam week. Shazam comes out Thursday night. Uh, if you didn't get a chance, if you didn't get a chance to see it. Um, a couple going weeks ago, again. this is your chance. Yes, go again <laughs> if you did see it. It's it's great. Um, uh, yeah, the the website. Um, check out uh, gvnation.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Um, Geek Vibes mm-hmm. Nation. Um, hopefully, um, we got a couple of uh, uh, interviews coming up for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to get uh Rob Liefeld. Um, for this week, uh, also trying to nice. get uh, Bruce Langley from American Gods, and we're supposed to cool. have an uh, interview with um, the actor from the upcoming Hellboy movie. He plays uh, the I can't I cannot pronounce that guy uh, Gurabak or whatever that pig looking uh, demon looking dude. Uh, so mm, yeah. a lot of cool stuff oh, coming okay. up for sure. Um, lots of lots of stuff. So just stay tuned. And again, don't forget to join the conversation 
on Facebook or on Twitter, wherever you see us talking, we want to talk to you. I want to, I want to conversate. It's getting too dead to me on Facebook. We need some more, we need some more conversation. So I'll get out there and do that. So on that note, everybody, peace. Peace. And that's the bottom line. Just don't go sesto. Hey, it's Dean Kane. You may know me as uh, a superhero or two or four. Uh, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Peace out, everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.